you're in a series, The Holy Spirit in You. So what am I doing at the minute? I'm just listening to God, you're listening to God, and I have these thoughts. And think, okay, are they God, are they me? Well, the only way we find out is sometimes speaking them out. Because the Bible says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Okay, follow the way of love. At the end of 1 Corinthians 13, follow the way of love. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. It's like love and spiritual gifts and prophecy all flow. And whatever your thoughts on spiritual gifts, because I was brought up in a church where it's like, there are none. They've finished. You've got, the, you've got Father, Son, and Holy Scripture. You, you don't need anything else. Okay? It was like there are no gifts, and there were no experience of gifts uh, in my life, and yet I was hungry to meet with God, and I can remember singing and worshipping in hymns, and there was a draw in me. But then I was 18, some friend prayed for me, I was baptised in the Holy Spirit, I was filled with the Spirit. It's something that Tim saw, if you think, okay, what's that? Look out Tim's talk from a couple of weeks ago. And I was filled with the Spirit and God's love. And straight away there was a desire in me, I want to prophesy. And I want to speak in tongues, I want to pray in tongues. And uh, nobody told me that's what was happening, but I just wanted that. And so no one was more surprised as me because I was brought up that had finished. And now here I am, I'm wanting to step. And I can remember the first prophecy. I was praying with some student friends and, and I was a bit, my hands were sweating, my heart was beating. And I, and I said it. And it hasn't stopped. And so I'm really passionate about the gift of prophecy. And because I think Jesus is. I think Jesus is, pro- is stirred about prophecy because it reveals something, uh, something of him. You know, it says uh, right at the start of the, the Bible, the spirit was over the earth. It was formless, empty, but God hovered. And then as you whiz through the Old Testament, you see the Holy Spirit comes on different people like David or Samson or comes on Deborah with a song. He comes on people, but then they start to catch a glimpse. It's going to be more. There's something greater, not just the odd individual every now and then, but it's going to come. It's going to be wider. And then this guy, Joel, Imagine he's praying one day and he's suddenly, okay, in the last days, God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Oh, is this me? Is this? But he writes it down on the scroll. He records it. And then we know Jesus comes. He's anointed by the Holy Spirit. He's God in the flesh. Thank you, Jesus. We celebrate you. But Jesus talks. There's something more coming. What is it? It's like this build-up, this build-up, something coming. And so then there's a, a time where Jesus ascends to heaven he says, disciples, stay here. Something's going to happen. You're going to be receiving power. So they wait, prayer meeting daily, weeks, another week, another. And then there's a Holy Spirit appointment with them. The Holy Spirit comes on, Acts 2. They're filled with the Spirit and they speak in languages and they come tumbling out of the building onto the streets. People think, this is crazy. What's going on? Peter stands up. He says, ah, Joel. Joel was talking. So he stands up and says, this is what God spoke. This is what he said hundreds of years back. It's happening. And he would say the same to us. You are in the age of the Holy Spirit. He says, God says in the last days, these days, the days we are in between the ascension and Jesus' return, Jesus says, the Bible says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters, young and old. He says, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. And the sign of this will be, and you will prophesy. Okay, you can read it in Joel 2 and Acts 2. So God connects the pouring out of the spirit with this gift. You'll prophesy. You're young and old. 
Okay, you decide where you are. I know which one I'm in. Uh, and boys and girls, sons and daughters. Okay, we're all either a son or a daughter. You may all prophesy, a bit later, says Paul. So there's this place where the Spirit is poured out and it is still being poured out. So we're going to go to the Middle East or we go to Africa. We go to the furthest corners of the planet. God is pouring out his spirit. And it's been poured out with spiritual gifts are bubbling up. Thank God we live in a time where spiritual gifts are. So there's a, a church that Paul writes to. There's a church that's messed up morality and there's all sorts of wild things happening. And there's also a whole tumbling of spiritual gifts. It's like chaos. You would have thought Paul would say, guys, zip it, just calm down. And uh, let's, let, I need to come and so stop for a time and then I'll come and sort it out. But actually, he's the one that said, this is the church, Corinth church, where Paul does say, follow the way of love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. You think, Paul, surely just stop. Paul is just so encouraging to them. Hey guys, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Let's have some order and he unpacks it a bit if you have time this afternoon you can read 1 Corinthians 14 where he unpacks but Paul is starts go for these spiritual gifts he starts to unpack what they are so if we have the, the verses up you see Paul is writing to the church in Corinth it's a Roman area a Roman um, community they had lots of different gods who did lots of different things but Paul says there's one God and he does many things we know that God our creator God Father, Son and Spirit does many things and it all flows from him. Is it around somewhere? 1 Corinthians 12. Fantastic. Okay, you've got a Bible you can flick to. Now to each one. Okay, that's it. Most of us, isn't it? To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit. It's like the dancing hand of God, that word manifestation. It means like God drops. That's why sometimes when you're sitting in a service, you have a thought and someone else says it. I was thinking that too. So it's not like God thinks, okay, I'm just going to choose one person. Okay, God, God throws out, okay, I'm going to be talking about the cross. I'm going to talk about my salvation. And so lots of people will receive that same, uh, his manifestation. But because we're wired differently, for one of us, it'll be a prayer burden. Another, I want to prophesy about uh, um, healing. Another one says, okay, I want to, okay, God, lead me to a verse. And so it unpacks differently in us, but the Spirit is manifested. It's given for the common good. What does that mean? It's not to make me look good, it's to make us stronger. The point the spiritual gives is they strengthen us. To one there's given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, languages. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. One and the same spirit, but lots of different ways of working. And he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. So in the meeting context, God is throwing them out, if you like. Droplets, gracelets. He's just releasing gifts. And some of us, like, we're so busy thinking of other things, it's like... But some of you have got your heart open, and I'm listening. Sometimes God catches us even when we're not prepared. Where did that thought come from? God is, like, sowing. 
God is sowing a seed. God is weaving a thread. I want to communicate. Because God's a communicating God. And spiritual gifts, all of those you notice, are not done in your room on your own. Prayer language, that's that's a slightly different thing. But all of these are, are done for the common good. God wants to talk to this church this morning. And he wants to be communicating to us. But you know, not just this morning, because if this passage was all there was about spiritual gifts, okay, for a two-hour meeting on a Sunday morning, okay, what's the rest of the time God doing? God's talking. Lord, what does that look like when I'm in my business meeting tomorrow? When I'm meeting with my colleagues as an owner of a company, as a chief? What does it look like? Because God is still speaking. God is still speaking. So these things bubble out of us because he, he wants to communicate. So I'll ask you three questions. Who are, the, who's, who are, who are the gifts given to? Why are they given? For the common good. Okay, for the good. Do you want this church to be strengthened? So does Jesus. He loved the church and he gave himself up for her. Jesus died for the church. Okay, Lord, we want to receive all the strengthening that you have available. Spiritual gifts do that. We read later, Paul says in Corinthians 14, try to excel in gifts that build up the church. So that's why he's talking about prophecy. Prophecy builds up the church. Try to excel. There's something in there of, not just, okay, God, I'll wait. If you want to give me something, that's fine. Try to excel, or even the words eagerly desire, there's something about I'm stepping forwards. Try to accept. Okay, Adrian, stir yourself. Woodside, let's grow in it. God, we want to try to excel. Eagerly desire isn't just, well, oh, oh, you know, if God wants to speak, it's for him. No, eagerly desire, oh, God, I'm hungry. I want to receive something that will strengthen the church. And that's my heart. And may it be our hearts too. And not just for Sunday mornings. Okay, People need encouragement and comfort and strengthening, which is the result of prophecy um, in, in our lives. So who gives these gifts? God, the Holy Spirit. You know, there's different... Uh, in the, uh, in um, the New Testament, there's three packages of gifts. There's one in Romans... Which, Gifts of the Father, there's ones in Ephesians, gift of the ascended Christ, and these ones, gifts of the Spirit in Corinthians 12. There's one gift that is in all three of those lists. Do you know which one it is? Prophecy. Okay, so Romans 12 talks about um, if anyone's gift is prophesied, let him use it in accordance to his faith. Let him prophesy according to his faith. Ephesians 4 talks about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastor, teachers, and Corinthians 12 talks about gift of prophecy there's something because God wants to speak and he wants to speak through you and I and so that's why this gift of prophecy is so important so what's our response to this gift what's your response we can, it's for others I think the Bible calls us to be hungry eagerly desire we eagerly desire now sometimes that means we then have to deal with some attitudes in our heart that, oh, Oh, attitudes of, I'd rather stay at the back. Attitudes of, well, God wouldn't use me. Attitudes of fear. Attitudes of pride. Think, well, let me have the microphone. Make way. Now, Paul says, follow the way of love. And, and you know how Jesus defines love? By dying and serving. Okay, Lord, I want to 
follow your way into prophecy. Corinne's just going to tell us just how she found a breakthrough uh, in this area. Let's give an applause to my lovely wife. Yeah. She's lovely. Great. All yours. Oh, wrecked yours. Sorry. I'm on paper. He's on a tablet. Um, okay. I had to deal with something in my life, an attitude, and that attitude was one of fierce independence. Um, through circumstances out of my control as a child and into early teens, I built a wall of independence around myself. Um, people would have said that I was completely self-contained. Um, I was very single-minded. I was strong. I was self-sufficient. In fact, probably a bit of a force to be reckoned with, actually. Um, when I now look back, having been released from this. Um, so, it was there. This wall of independence was right around me. And I dealt with things like that by myself. I became a Christian um, in my early teens. And... Um, I knew the verses about spiritual gifts, as a good Christian would, but I didn't really experience them. I didn't walk in them. I still walked with my wall of independence around me. I asked for God to help me when I thought I couldn't deal with anything myself. Um, and went to uni. I was filled <coughs> with the Spirit at the age of 19 at university. And... An overwhelming sense of peace came upon me. Absolutely incredible. It was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. I then was given the gift of tongues. Another amazing experience to have. I knew the Holy Spirit was there. And there were times when I felt the Holy Spirit. And there were times when I did prophesy. But still, I contained and controlled. I still was me. I wanted that self-sufficiency I wanted to be in control so all my adult life I went like this and carried on and I'm going to fast forward now to 2015 when I actually had to deal with my independence um, we had a leaders day at open door and a wonderful lady called Angela Kemp came to spend some time with us as leaders. And she wanted a volunteer. I foolishly raised my hand um, and volunteered to be her guinea pig for that session that she wanted to use somebody just so that she could say, this is how we would pray with people and deal with things as and when they come up. So I stood in the middle and it all went very quiet. I closed my eyes so I thought, I don't want anybody looking at me. Um, and... She just turned around to me. She went, Corrine, she said, you have a spirit of independence. Wow. I'm amongst people who know me for being Adrian's wife, an elder's wife, and they point out that I have a spirit of independence. And that second, the Holy Spirit pinpointed this to me, and I knew he was right. I'd gone all these years of my life, not acknowledging it at all, but I knew that minute the light went on, and I thought, you're right. And I had two decisions I could make. One, turn around to Angela and say, sorry, I don't want to deal with this. 
No, thank you. Or the second one, okay, I'll deal with it. Thankfully, Lord, hooray, hallelujah, I dealt with it. So I said, okay, what do I have to do? She says, well, you've got to denounce it, Corinne. Out loud? Yeah, out loud. You've got to say, you renounce that spirit of independence. I thought, these people who know me, trust me? Oh. I thought, actually, you know what? If I want to move forward, I've got to step out of this self-contained box that I've had for years. So, with a bit of fear and trembling, I stood there and I renounced my spirit of independence that had held me since I was a teenager. And from nowhere, other than the Holy Spirit working me, this amazing prophetic song came. I have never done anything like this before in my life. I stood there, and this all just bubbled out of me, completely just kept coming and coming, and I'm thinking, wow, it's getting louder, it's getting stronger, what am I going to do with it, Lord? And I just felt him say, don't do anything with it, let it come. So I just let this bubble up, and it was almost like that song released space in my life that had independence, self-sufficiency. There's a gap now. I get for him to actually use and work. And ever since then, I have seen that phrase, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy, and I've gone for it. And I have to say, I've completely <coughs> changed who I am. It's changed who I am. I've got, now, I am no longer self-sufficient. My dependence is not on myself anymore but I'm interdependent with the Father, and I trust him now. If he wants to use me to bring a word, I'll bring a word. And it's great fun, and it's also part of my journey, and I just want to see it go from strength to strength. But I broke something that hindered my life. That's good. Thank you. So... So one of the ways we can posture is, Lord, is there an attitude in my life? Karen, it was self-dependent, independence. Is there an attitude in my life? Why don't we ask him right now, Holy Spirit, would you show me, is there an attitude in my life that would be like a cork in a bottle, that would be like boxing up your Holy Spirit gifts in me? Will you show me? encourage you husbands and wives talk about is there stuff in our lives that is a limit to this are there attitudes and then when we realise okay there is something we need to compare it is it the way Jesus would be is it an attitude to celebrate or confess some attitudes are good but is it one to celebrate or confess Oh Lord, actually, this this is like a limit. This isn't a it's a release. This is a limit. I want control. Okay, control is a big one in our Western world. We like control. We like to be empirical. Empirical. If we can see it, we can touch it and measure it. It's okay. If it's a bit out of the box, what if? Oh, that's really strong in me. So Lord, I just want to surrender my control to yours. Corinne's told her story of independence. Ladies or guys, is there something of independence in you? 
as a church leader, I've seen independence in, in women. I've seen it in men. We can be self-contained. Nobody, and I'll do it my way, thank you. And we can very gently or quite firmly push people away. Is independence an issue? It's the whole business of God connecting us as a body. Like we talked about earlier, restoring the joints around us. So sometimes independence gets us to keep just a bit further. And Jesus says, actually, I'm going to knit you together. You're joined, every part doing its work. Ligaments, loving one another, spiritual gifts, help that flow. Holy Spirit, show us. Keep asking. How are we doing for time? We okay? What have we got? Ten minutes more, is that right? Sorry? We Okay, we finished that quote. Okay, so we're finishing now. <laughs> Give or take, okay. So let's just talk a little bit about how we prophesy. Okay, because God speaks and you sense he's speaking. Often we think it's now, he's speaking now, so I must say it now. And I think maybe let's take a step back and say, God, is this for me? Is this for now? What do you want me to do with it? Because let's imagine God did say something to us all in this message. Okay, 200 people or however many we are. That's going to take, you know, each of us have a minute. That's like, so God, do you mean like everyone's going to do everything all the time? I don't think so. I think God might speak to some of you and it becomes a burden that you live with and a carry. And uh, it never shared from the front, but it becomes something that you speak so towards the elders. Um, he's not here today, but I know Nigel brought a prophetic word to the church some years back that shaped the church and now is stepping into this whole sense of multiplication. I don't think it was something he said, it may have been, but it doesn't have to be. And so as a leader in a church, sometimes people can email and say, I think God's saying this. Maybe your prophetic word is not for a Sunday at all, but it's for the people you live with in your streets. It's God, would you move? Friends, if you're married, you are living a prophecy of a, hus- of a bride and a groom coming together. So you are prophesying by the way that you live and unpack your marriage. Wow, okay, so there's a prophecy. You can carry a prophecy. It could be a song that eventually works its way through to be sung. It could be uh, an act. Some of you are being prophetically um, loving by serving your community. It doesn't have to be a church thing. Okay, we can prophesy of God's supply and goodness uh, in in, in individuals, as families, as a church. There's all sorts of ways to unpack prophecy. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't just have to be done in like this nine to a half, half ten slot. Okay, It can be spilled out. And often, uh, most prophecy is not like time-specific, um, date-specific. So stuff we're carrying. Because often the hosts here, if it is a Sunday thing, are working with other bits. And just about you're going to bring it, but... Uh, Martin or whoever knows there's some other stuff happening we don't want to just like chuck prophecy out and then because we've got to move on but sometimes there is other stuff happening in a church and so as a host back in our church and working with these these folks here sometimes it might be okay can you hold it now prophetic people we think oh but 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 actually because they're aware of a much bigger service shape and they're trying to balance different things. And most things actually would still be, could be brought the next week. Some things would even be better if we went away and prayed. And maybe we, we fermented a verse in there too. These spiritual gifts, let them mix up. Right, so we will come and finish. The Holy Spirit loves to reveal himself through one another. That's the point. Thank goodness, the Holy Spirit loves to reveal himself through you. 
Different gifts, different styles, but the same spirit. Will you welcome him? Will you welcome Lord, fill my life. Maybe you have never prophesied. Maybe you have never stepped out in the spiritual gift. Perhaps you're part of a small group. Perhaps you're as, as a teen, teenager you're in the youth group. Hey, you could step out and bring a spiritual gift there. It's quite a big thing to come up on a Sunday. Start small. Pray, guys. Pray for a prophetic word for your marriage and your home. Hey, God, would you speak? Hey, it doesn't just have to, have to be here. Time and time again, the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts. People prophesied, they spoke in tongues, and it is still happening. It is still happening. God's river is widening, it's deepening, it's broadening, and it's flowing here in Woodside. Amen. Jesus, why don't you just put your hands on, on your heart? Lord, would you stir my heart? With love for you, following the way of love, and help me to eagerly desire. Would you change, Lord, the reins that I put on, the box that I put over? Would you release me? Would you release me, God, to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy? Jesus, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come and fill us. Come and stir us. Asking for your empowerment. Asking for your grace to fill us. Asking for your enlargement in our hearts. Lord, we pray for the blessing of your Spirit on Woodside. God, we pray for the increase. God, the increase. Lord, the DNA, Lord, that is not just in a cell, but Lord, it forms something that grows and becomes a body. Lord, and becomes wiser. Let the DNA of the Word and Spirit in this church prosper and enlarge. Lord, do it in me. Do it in us. Oh, God. Oh, God. Father. Father. Father, I pray would you now anoint. Come and anoint our lips. Come and anoint our lips. Come and anoint our tongue. Prophecies are generally it's a verbal gift. Sometimes can be acted out, but it's not. It's often spoken. Come and anoint our lips. Some of you sense us tingling on your tongues, tingling on your lips. Father, pray for increase of your prophetic gift. Thank you for the foundation. Now, Lord, build it, enlarge it. Not just a few, Lord, but we be a prophetic people. God, come and anoint. Prophetic songs. Prophetic songs. Let them come, ladies or guys. Songs of warfare, songs of love and intimacy. Let prophetic songs arise. Prophetic songs for a season of life in Woodside of advance. Multiplication, prophetic songs. Lord, let it rise. Oh, God. I pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Prophetic words that go to the nations. Prophetic words that send others to nations. Oh, God, let it come. Stuff that enlarges us. Your word, Lord, born in your heart. Releasing faith, hope, and love. God, come. Come, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus.